Hey, listener, do you have a story to tell? Just like the podcast you're listening to now? With Acast, it couldn't be easier to start a podcast. We have all the essential tools you need. From recording and editing audio to sharing and promoting your show, you can even make money from your podcast all in one place. Basically, we handle all the boring stuff, so you can focus on having fun and creating exactly what you want to share with the world. Get started with a three-month trial of our paid plan using the promo START. Just visit go.acast.com slash start. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to... The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very much for being here with me today as the Rewatch Recap miniseries continues on the third of a six-part series where we've paused the Rewatch series after 20 seasons of in-depth analysis going back, talking about all the OG seasons. We started with one. We're up to number 20. We've now paused to celebrate a little bit further before we move on into the greatest stretch of challenge seasons of all time. Last week, we broke down the eras of the challenge, the best casts of the first 20 seasons, and then last Friday ranked all of the first 20 seasons from first to worst. So if you missed either of those, feel free to go back and listen to them. Now, if you've missed any of the 20 previous rewatch season episodes and you didn't get to listen to one of your favorite seasons episodes well guess what they're all there in that podcast feed wherever you may be listening spotify apple you're watching on youtube they're all up there and available you can go back at your leisure listen to them when you will and of course for seasons 10 through 20 and beyond eventually when we get to them you can also binge those seasons over on paramount plus so today's topic regarding these first 20 seasons is on the sport side of things and that is the top 20 daily challenges of the first 20 seasons the daily challenges are our Always a part of each one of the rewatch uh, episodes of this podcast because obviously we go in and give the best daily challenge award, usually give some high-level discussion of the daily challenges that season in general. But more or less, while all these ones are probably have been nominated, have been talked about, the daily challenges aren't. I don't actually get into the nitty-gritty of them in those very long, nitty-gritty, deep dive of episodes. So I'm very excited today to highlight the 20 best plus a couple honorable mentions because It's really hard to break some of these ties. So that's what we are here to do. Before we begin, a couple programming notes. First and foremost, if you're listening to this the day it came out, I'm two days removed from attending the first ever Challenge Mania Laugh here in Chicago. Not your classic Challenge Mania event by Scott and Derek. Instead, a stand-up comedy show mixed with a little live Q&A and meet and greet afterwards with Polly was there, Susie was there, Steve dropped in, Steve Mankey dropped in unannounced and was amazing, Tech Holmes was there, Dan Walsh brought it all home as the one actual professional comedian of the bunch, everyone was great, it was a good time, I did a big post about it on my Instagram, go check that out, but also to check out on the Instagram is if 
you would like to win a signed poster from the event, signed by all the cast members that were there, including also Sarah Rice, who showed up to support her good friend Susie and then was nice enough and kind enough, the wonderful person that she is, to hop in the meet and greet line and have a chat with all of us fans. So signed by all the cast members that were there, Challenge Mania Laugh poster. If you want to win it, go to my Instagram, at Challenge Historian, to find the rules. Essentially, the rule is... Leave a five-star review or positive rating on this podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Take a screenshot of the fact that you've done that. DM it to me. You are entered. If you've already, in the past, left one of those ratings or reviews, thank you. You're the best. You're amazing. I love you. That is so kind of you. And guess what? You get to enter. You don't have to do it right now if you've ever done it in the past or if you do it right now. Either way, if you leave me a positive rating, screenshot it, send it to me. You're entered to win the poster. Picking the winner at the end of the week. So further details, although that's all the details that you need to know, are on the Instagram at Challenge Historian. As for programming notes for this podcast for the week, Wednesday night we'll be back. Ride or Dies coverage continues late on Wednesday night immediately after the episode airs. On Friday, we'll be doing the top 20 eliminations of the first 20 seasons. So today, daily challenges, Friday, eliminations. And then next week, we've got two more in this rewatch recap miniseries. Monday, we'll be doing the rankings of all 20 MVP winners thus far and the top five male and female cast members of the first 20 seasons. And then on Friday, that of that next week, we will break down the top 20 quotes and moments from the first 20 seasons. And then, of course, on Saturday morning, Survivor recaps over at Most Likely 2 with my good friend Paige, who I had a wonderful time getting to hang out with and see this weekend as she was in town for Challenge Mania Laugh as well. So, Survivor Saturdays, Ride or Die on Wednesdays, Monday and Friday, recap, rewatch, miniseries, going strong. With that, that's all that we've got to talk about. It's time to talk dailies. Top 20, plus some honorable mentions. You know how we do. We got we to gotta keep it going long. Uh, and it was just too hard to separate some ties. So let's get to it. Let's kick it off with those honorable mentions. Kicking things off, and I've got to say up front, this was really, really hard. When I first decided that this was one of the topics I wanted to cover on this rewatch recap mini series here before moving on, it seemed like an obvious thing to do. And of course, like pick top 20. We're talking about the first ever 20 seasons. Top 20 seems like a nice big round number and also not too many to make this podcast so unbelievably long. No one would want to listen to it, but also enough that we'd get to talk about a bunch of really cool ones. But then I remembered that in my grading system here, uh, I was going to have to split a big old tie because I'm, I haven't been ranking these as they have gone. I've been grading every single one, but it left us in a place where I counted and added up and there was exactly 15 that made it into the A tier, which obviously we're going to talk about all 15 of those. I was like, okay, that's great. But I still wanted to do top 20. And then I realized there was like 22, uh, 23, I think here, pulling it back up now, uh, ones that I gave a B plus two. So there was a 23-way tie for number 16. And I had to somehow pick five of those 23. I had to split all those hairs. I had to go through and I ended up ranking all of those. So if I really wanted to, I could do a top 40 or so right now. I have my semi-official version of that, but I decided not to do that. But when breaking that big old tie, while I got to a top 20, I feel good about it. There were five others that were really, really, really in debate for one of those last couple spots in the top 20. So I would feel wrong not to at least mention those. So we're going to start with 
our honorable mention, these five in no necessarily order, but they are, I guess, 21 through 25 in some order or some fashion. They're the honorable mention. That's what they are. Just get started with the list, Jacob. That's what people want to hear. All right, so these will be super quick, and then we'll get into the actual top 20 and spend a little more time with each of those. The five honorable mention ones, though, were first up, Operation Human Shield from Extreme Challenge Episode 16. This was the now infamous paintball mission gone wrong where there was some chicanery. There was some possible cheating or obvious cheating by possibly both teams. And it led to them saying, no, none of this counts. And then they did a bonus daily challenge where they went in front of celebrity judge Mills Lane in a courtroom in New York where they had to, like a week after the actual paintball mission, had to argue their case. Letarian famously did it on his own when the rest of his team didn't want to do it. It was a whole thing. It's really great. Second honorable mention, Mud Bath from the Gauntlet episode number three. This was your classic mud pit musical chairs with exercise balls. There will be a couple of daily challenges like this in our top 20 list, but this one made honorable mention mostly for the fact that it was one of the first times they ever did this, and also it was the only time, thankfully, that it was a co-ed version of it where the women and the men were all fighting over the same balls in the same mud pit at the same time, round after round, and thankfully no one gets super duper hurt in this, but uh, it doesn't look great for some people, but it is a pretty amazing and interesting daily challenge nonetheless. Third of the five honorable mention, Dine and Dash, The Duel, episode 10. The Duel probably, maybe, possibly has the best group of daily challenges of this first 20 seasons. I didn't actually go back and decide that for sure, but when you hear the rest of this list, you'll know why I offhand think that's probably the case, but one of them does make honorable mention here, Dine and Dash, episode 10. They split up into two teams for the first half. They all have to weigh in. Total team weight is given, and then they have 20 minutes to eat as much food as possible and gain as much weight as possible. They weigh in afterwards. The team with the most weight moves on to the second round, where then after eating food as fast as you can for 20 minutes, they all had to run wind sprints on the beach. Evan and CT are joking around, doing a little food fight during the whole thing. It's hilarious, and then their team wins, mostly because of how much those two put down, and then those two you know, pretty much go head-to-head for the wind sprints. It's great. It's wonderful. Fourth of the five honorable mentions is Captain's Chair, Inferno 2, episode 13. This one was the trivia where the poor souls, Janelle and Kara, had to sit in the chair and be electrocuted every time their teammates got a trivia question wrong, which was Great TV, but horrible for those two women. Absolutely felt horrible, but it does, It uh, they, they were fine. It seemed like afterwards it looked extremely painful and not fun, but they were fine. Um, who knows, you know, safety standards back. And Inferno 2, season 10, you know, they were starting to like have maybe a liability clause here or there. So I think it, they kept the, the voltage low enough, but very memorable trivia always. Of course, there's going to be some trivia on this top 20. This one makes the honorable mention. And then the fifth and final Honorable mention that has to be thrown in is Royal Rumble, The Gauntlet 2, Episode 1. This, they show up before they go to the house. They meet TJ Lavin. First ever moment we've met TJ Lavin in the challenge. His first moments on screen, first season as the host. And he tells them that floating platform out in the water, you are going to wrestle your teammates, men against men, women against women, king of the raft style, 
until we have a winner. And I'm not going to tell you why. We eventually learn it's to name team captains. Of course, the veteran men and the rookie women play rock, paper, scissors tournament. But the rookie guys and the veteran women, they go at it. They fuck each other up. And it's uh, pretty great. It's raining. It's dark. It's It's scary a little bit. It's interesting. It's all good. It obviously leads to Joe Rhodes being a captain and then the freak out and all that. So it's really, really impactful and great. So those five just missed the cut. Those are your five honorable mention. Now let's get to the real winners, the top 20 daily challenges of the first 20 seasons. Before I say number 20, tiny bit more suspense. I forgot to say this, a very important factor. It doesn't sound that impressive when you just say top 20 plus some honorable mention daily challenges of the first 20 seasons. What I needed to say to you all to start this whole thing is so far through 20 seasons, there has been 229 daily challenges. So this is the best 20 out of 229 daily challenges. This is a very impressive list to be able to make. And interestingly enough, looking back, they're very evenly spread out, my selections. I didn't do that on purpose. This was straight. I grade them as I watch those episodes, as I do the rewatch series, and then I've just pulled up the list. I sorted it by the grades, looked at them in the order of the grades, and boom, I have my list. I had to break the ties of the big B pluses, as I said before, but uh, there was no purposeful, like, let's make sure to have one from every season or anything like that. But while I certainly don't have one from every season, I didn't just go the best one of every season. We've already named every one of those, but... These are very spread out across them. It wasn't kind of looking back like, ooh, like most of the good ones were super early on or in the last couple seasons, whatnot. There's one season that definitely dominates this list with multiple entries. Otherwise, though, super spread out. Here we go. Let's actually talk about the top 20, starting with number 20, which is Pushover from The Duel, episode number five. Of course, a B-plus grade from this historian explaining what it was. Every one of these, when I say it, I'm going to read just to give you the full, you know, the Wikipedia version of what actually happened in each and every one. So pushover, one-on-one matchups in sumo wrestling on a plank off the side of a boat. Hands are tied so you can't grab each other. Just push, knock a bonnet off, you advance to the next round, a knockout series of rounds until one man and one woman has won. This one is super memorable for Derek's epic run. He beats CT, then he beats Big Easy, and then he beats Brad in the final round. CT, Big Easy, Brad in a row for Derek. One of the many memorable moments that really cemented Derek's status early on is an absolute menace, a bulldog. Really tough to beat in physical, scrappy stuff like this. This is exactly what he's made for. So that run was incredible and epic. And then on the other side, you had Beth winning the female side in dominating fashion and completely throwing a wrench in the game. It was at the point of the game, which was to say it was in the duel, uh, on the duel season. Everyone was very much against Beth. No one liked Beth, and everyone wanted her out. And here she was winning that power. So very memorable one, number 20 pushover from the duel. Number 19 breathtaking from extreme challenge episode 11 that's season four extreme challenge the 11th episode each person gets one shot to walk across a 70 foot long tightrope 100 feet above ground in the middle of a six flags theme park flags designating points for how far you get across that so the further you get across that 70 feet the more points you score total points when all of your team members have gone or added up to win now This one, one, it's really cool. 
It's uh, interesting. They've never re. I don't know that they've ever done anything else like it. You know, balance comes into play in certain daily challenges here and there, but true, straight up, just like true, straight, tight roping. You hold the big, you know, uh, stick thing out to help you balance, but you're walking across the tightrope straight up. They get one day to learn how to do it. They are taught by one of the greatest celebrity cameos in a lot of celebrity cameos in the early days of this show, Jay Cochran, professional Skywalker, and he's one of the greatest things that ever happens in challenge history. He's just amazing. His commentary, if you remember listening, I know it's been a while since I did the Extreme Challenge podcast, but holy cow, was Jay amazing. Some of his his commentary is just, just impeccable. Welcome to your next challenge. I want you to pay very close attention this afternoon because your life physically will depend on it. Uh Stiffen up. Because when that concrete hits you tomorrow, you're going to stiffen up. Has anyone died? Yes, lots have died. Jay, seriously, of course we're going to have uh, a cord attached to it. Right? Excuse me? What are you talking about, a cord? In case something happens, you don't want to die, right? What part of no is it you don't understand? Jay, we would have your students do this, right? So, I mean... Oh, wouldn't I? Your students do this on the first day, though. Like, a day practice, then you have your students do it. So Excuse me. My students didn't ask to take the challenge. Your life, physically, will depend on it. I just, I just it's, it's amazing. And then, not only is the celebrity cameo amazing, and Jay, everything Jay does in this episode, amazing. It also is a pretty, it's visually cool, exhilarating daily challenge that comes down to the last person, Christian, who has had a bunch of back and forth with Jay, who has not been feeling good about doing this because he's been living a life of safety. He's got fears about putting his body at risk ever since a car crash in his recent past. He ends up going last, and he ends up getting all the way across the thing, winning it for his team, the only one to get all the way across, the only one really to get close, and he gets all the way there. It's an incredible moment. It's an incredible daily challenge. That's number 19, breathtaking. Then we got number 18, Riot Act, Cutthroat, Episode 9, the most recent season that we've covered and probably the most recent one to show up on this list, Riot Act from Cutthroat Episode 9. The players have to knock other players from opposing teams off of a square dirt platform and into a mud pit using glass riot shields. Challenges play in two rounds, guys versus guys, girls versus girls. A team is still in the game as long as one teammate is still on the platform. If there are two different winners from each gender has been knocked out of the platform in each round, one player from each winning team will face off in a head-to-head match in which the last player standing wins a challenge for their team as well as an automatic bid to the final challenge. It was the last daily challenge of the season, and all of that sounded really confusing. But basically, if uh, one team had uh, the female winner, one team had the male winner, then those two teams would get to pick who they wanted to put in in a final either male, male, or female, female, one-on-one round, which it does come down to, and we get Abram versus Brad, the rematch from Inferno 2. That, Brad being the one that has to go and do it, causes controversy on the red team. Laurel tries to throw this challenge for the gray team because she wants to get Cara Marie out, but it's very obvious she's going to throw it because Laurel should be dominating this challenge, which Abram, Abram calls out. Laurel then has to try, but then easily and effortlessly wins that round for her team. It's pretty great. It's pretty wild. Shout out Derek once again. Derek being a warrior, Derek K, that is, being an absolute warrior, uh, shows up a few times in this already. In this one, nonetheless, he's super outnumbered, but just goes bonkers, goes at it. He gets completely beaten and battered doing this 18 riot act. Then number 17, I'll be there for you. Fresh Meat 2, 
episode two, another B plus here. We're still in the B plus range, number 17. I'll be there for you. Teams have to pick up a weighted chest that is chained to a platform submerged 15 feet below the water. One player swims down. They hold up the chest. Once it's off of the platform, the moment it touches again, your time's done. So it's one person stands down there, holds it. Their other partner swims down, relieves them, takes it. They go up for a a breath of air. You keep switching places. The lot, whoever holds it down there, the longest wins top two, go to a final round. And then that winner of that round wins. I didn't explain that super well, but if you remember it, you remember it. You basically holding your breath team, holding your breath, holding up a car battery off of a platform 15 feet down in the water. It's an incredibly cool design. It's really, really, really hard. The water is super cold. Jillian doesn't even want to do it. Pete throws her in. She still ends up quitting. That's a fun little moment. Carly and Landon win. They prove themselves for the first time this season. It's when we get the really memorable but silly moment of Danny continually saying, what a wild card, Carly, wild card, wild card, wild card. What a wild card, Carly, is. we get that whole annoying moment but impressive moment from Carly and Landon who do it the the way that it was kind of meant, quote-unquote, to be done and just are incredible teamwork, incredible uh, ability to hold their breath as long as they both do. They go up against Kenny and Laurel in the final who come up with uh, a very good strategy that does just kind of bite them in the butt in the end of holding it up near the top of the water. It's great, visually super cool. The underwater cameras, all of it, incredible. I love this challenge, mostly because I love Fresh Me too, and Landon and Carly, but I also think it's a deserving member of our list. It comes in at number 17. Then, to round out the first group of five, number 16, Grope the Rope, Inferno, episode number one. And this one, uh, do I really even have to explain it as one-on-one matchups off the side of a balcony they're out on wires they slide out then they have to pull themselves to the other side you may just remember this for julie and veronica that's all we really have to say this was the julie and veronica moment and while if you completely removed that moment from ever happening is honestly not all that it's like a it's a cool daily challenge it's a heights one it's fine it's fine but uh it's nothing special But obviously, when one of the biggest moments in challenge history happens in the Daily Challenge, that vaults it up the rankings. And uh, it was was interesting to get. This was the one moment in the recent challenge, Untold History, quote-unquote, documentary, uh, that was actually got some real behind-the-scenes stuff, got a little extra added context to and was very interesting and probably my favorite part or favorite thing I learned during that show. So, grope the rope, Julie versus Veronica, doesn't need much more explanation to that. That's number 16. We then enter the territory of the A's. Now, first A minuses, but the A tier, this is the top tier. These are the 15 best, and there was a clear delineation between them and everyone else. Those last five we just went through, yes, they deserve to be where they are, but as I said before, there was like a 23-way tie for that spot. I picked five. I made five more honorable mention. These top 15 were clearly the top 15, and more or less, when I looked at them, the order of putting them 1 through 15 actually was pretty quick. It was pretty easy to break it down, look at the subgrades, and be like, yeah, this feels... This all feels good. This all feels right. So let's get into it. Number 15, Surf's Up, Cutthroat, episode number five, our first A, A minus. Teams jump onto a platform that is hanging from a side of a cliff 40 feet above water. Teams jump onto a flying surfboard in pairs and have to surf as far as possible before falling in the water, then swim around two buoys, ring a bell once they reach the other side of the lagoon. The team with the fastest average time wins. Now, 
I don't like fastest average time daily challenges, but this one still makes the list. There are so many falls, but the ones that actually get on the little surfboard thing, it looks really, really cool. It looks really, really fun. It looks horrible and horrifying if you fall, but if you make it on the board, it looks really cool and really fun. I like that dichotomy in a daily challenge. Most memorable moment from this, Chet taking the fall immediately, horrible fall, and then manages to finish the whole thing in one of the best times before then immediately going to the hospital, being hospitalized for days and eventually DQ'd from the whole thing. Incredible, incredible that he was able to do that. Tyler gets to swim multiple times, has his moment in the sun, even though his team doesn't win. He proves himself, his swimming abilities, his overall abilities. I love that because I love Tyler. I really like this daily challenge. Number 14, I dig you from the Gauntlet 3, episode 6. This one. There was a series of half-buried coffins are spread out on the beach, two for each team, and all but one player from each team will be buried in their designated coffins two feet deep in the sand. While each team will designate one player to dig his, her teammates out of their coffins. Next to each coffin, there's a sign containing three true-false questions about each player, and if that player solves each question correctly, he, she can rescue his, her teammate out of the coffin. However, if one is incorrect, the player designated as the digger has to move on to the next coffin. First team to rescue all their teammates out of their coffin wins. That's a lot. Maybe I shouldn't read the full explanations. Maybe I should give you the dumb down my explanation of them. Maybe we'll do that moving forward. But this one, Evan and Nehemiah start out of their coffins. The rest of their teams are buried. You have to answer three trivia questions about that buried teammate to be able to unbury them. Once you unbury someone, they can help. They can go over and answer questions and dig people up until everyone gets out. The whole team's out. It's trivia with buried alive team members. What can be better than that? Well, 13 more uh, daily challenges, but this one's still really good. It's still number 14. I love the one person has to start, slowly get more out, a lot of strategy, a lot of pressure on one person. I love, love, love that. Super fast-paced trivia, and I love cast member trivia. Those, I always have a really good time with that, as you'll see when some others pop up, possibly, maybe, spoiler, on this list in the future. Nehemiah ultimately kind of blows it. Love you, Nehemiah, but it's what happens. Evan destroys it. Uh, the vets win in a big time fashion, but really, really, really good daily challenge. I dig you. Number 14 on the list from the gauntlet three. Number 13 on the list, Pinata Pit. Also the gauntlet three episode one this time. The gauntlet three did have some good stuff after all. Huge two-foot-deep mud pit. Run in, get a ball, get out to safety. Less balls than people each round, so people are eliminated. This is your classic mud pit. Mud wrestle, musical chairs, tackling is allowed. Last male, last female standing win for their teams. If different teams win the male round and the female round, then those teams could pick who wants to go one-on-one -on -one for the whole thing, which it does come down to. It comes down to CT versus Derek, not Derek K. That would have been amazing. Other Derek, Derek uh, McRae, McRae, I think that's his last name. I apologize if it's not. I don't have my notes in front of me. But Derek from Road Rules, rookie that season. He gives a valiant effort, as he does all season long, but he's no match for CT in that moment. CT running through the mud with the hair in this season. He's got the hair flopping behind him. This is probably him at his athletic peak, if we're honest. This whole thing's brutal. It's vicious. It's wonderful. And again, the CT moment at the end really, really elevates it. Pinata Pit, number 13 on the list. Then we got to number 12. Dirty Mouth. Speaking of Mud Pit Musical Chairs, this one from Fresh Meat 2, episode number one. Mud Pit, Mud Pit Musical Chairs, except thankfully this one, not co-ed. That's nice. Your male-female partners, they switch every round. Who's going? You're blindfolded. Your partner tries to yell and direct you to one of the exercise balls sitting in the little mud pit. 
you get them out, you advance, you swap which partner's going the next round. This one is where Laurel and Kenny begin their dominance of the season. It's very competitive. It's very fun. There's a couple awesome moments. Nor running super fast all the wrong ways. Laurel with the arms out, Darrell narrating and counting down her like a shark attacking and getting one of the balls. Uh, funny comments are made all around. The, the cast is really stacked at the beginning of this season, and so it's a really fun event from that standpoint as well. Everything about it, Dirty Mouth, it comes in at number 12. And then at number 11, more mud, this time not exactly wrestling. Instead, mud football from the Challenge 2000 episode 6. This one, we had the celebrity cameos, of course, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, other members of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off of a Super Bowl. The challenge used to be able to get recent, the, like the star players of the recent Super Bowl winning team to come be coaches for a day on the challenge. Where's the celebrity cameos now? We got way more pull, I would think. Maybe, possibly now. Actually, no, probably not. The, we had They had a lot of pull in the early 2000s. MTV was where you wanted to be if you were a celebrity. Now, a days, you can be everywhere and anywhere and on your own volition. Anyways, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, they were there. Derek Brooks uh, and Warren Sapp, and I think the rest of them hung out with them all night long. Piggy hit on Derek Brooks, maybe more. Who knows? Road Rules won. Uh, it was very fun. It was competitive. They played the football game. It was flag football, of course, but it was in the mud. There was a couple tackles. It was all really, really great. Mud football coming in at number 11, which means we've come to the top 10. Did you know you can join the same podcast network trusted by superstars like Mark Marin and Anna Ferris? That's right. If you want to join the best of the best in podcasting, join or switch your podcast to ACAST in just a matter of minutes. We've got the best tools to create, grow, and make money from your show. And that's why more than 92,000 shows love ACAST. Join ACAST with a three-month free trial to our paid plan using the code JOIN. Just visit go.acast.com slash join. ACAST, we're the home of podcasting. Out of 223, or did I say 29? 223, 229, 229. Don't let me shortchange this top 10, the 10 best of the first 20 seasons, the first 229 daily challenges. By the way, for those statisticians listening out there, even possibly you challenge stats, love and respect. Uh, I don't count road rules all-stars the very first season. I don't count those as daily challenges, which might alter the number if you at home are also keeping your own stats as we go through here. So 229 boiled down to the top 10. Here we go. Number 10, Swimming with Sharks, Fresh Meat 1, episode number 9. The teams, pairs of teams on this season, partners on this season, they had to go to, I don't know, remember if it was like a SeaWorld or something of that area, which SeaWorlds aren't cool. Free the whales, free all the animals, more or less. But this particular mission was super duper cool. There was a big lagoon full of sharks and they put puzzle pieces all over the bottom of this lagoon full of sharks. And you had to alternate partners swimming out and getting your puzzle piece come back. I think each partner, there was a six piece puzzle maybe. You each had to go out three times and get pieces, bring them back and then put together the floating puzzle in your little board at the edge of the lagoon. Fastest time wins. This one in, it was incredible. The, the commentary was great. It was super scary. The reactions by mostly Coral, Tina and Katie were classic and great and wonderful. TJ loved it. Half the team DQs, half of the teams DQ, excuse me, and the rest of them super competitive. Shane and Lynette get the win, which is really fun. It's one of the only times that 
someone other than Evan and Coral win in the beginning of this season or by this point of the season, they're both injured. Uh, and so not winning quite as much about to be hospitalized and go home. I digress. The teams that are already gone, they get to watch from the underwater viewing room. So do we at home as the viewers. It's all wonderful. It's all great. I really like it. It's super memorable. It comes in number 10. Then number nine, we got a lot of water. We got a lot of water Daily challenges, water, they go hand in hand. We got a lot of water in this top 10. Number nine is uh, some of the most water we've ever been a part of in a daily challenge. That's because it's deep dive. Also from Fresh Meat One, episode 13. These poor people were in the water a lot. And in this particular instance, they were deep down in the depths of the ocean. They traveled four miles out deep into the ocean on a boat. And then two-person free diving sled, they had to go be dragged down 30 feet deep into the dark abyss of the ocean, grab a flag at the bottom, and then come up but hold their breath as long as possible. The longest team to stay underwater after getting their flag won. It's insane. It's so hard. It's scary as hell. I mean, going 30 feet deep like in a pool or something is intense and fucks with your head, the pressure, all of that. I personally couldn't do it. I do really bad with the pressure in water. I can barely go like 10 feet down in uh, in water. So 30 feet my nightmare, even more my nightmare, doing it in the damn middle of the ocean. It's dark down there. It's scary down there. You're in the middle of the ocean. It's insane. Derek and DM get the win on this one. Only one of the five teams DQs, which is also super duper impressive. Uh, but Derek and DM win. They screw over their alliance members, Theo and Shonda, which breaks my heart because I love Theo and Shonda so much. But anyways, I also love Derek and DM, so it's okay. And yeah, it's just super memorable. It's interesting. The whole, the thing itself, the after effects of the winning team doing what they do, all of it, it's scary. It's intense. It deserves its spot at number nine, deep dive from fresh meat. Number eight, speaking of scary and intense, not water-based though, we're talking roller derby. Which one you ask? Because roller derby is one of the few names that has been used twice for a daily challenge or more. I don't know if there's any that's been three times or not. I'll get back to you on that. But roller derby, this one from the duel episode four comes in at number eight men and women split up. It's an individual season. They're each playing their own season, 10 lap race around the roller derby rink Two four men heat with winners facing off three, three women heat with winners facing off, knock off the track. Or if you're knocked down for three seconds, you're out. Hold on to the rail for too long. You DQ as well. This thing gets brutal fast. It's hardcore. It's intense. The women are playing for safety. The men are playing for a BMW motorcycle, which has them more jacked up than the safety in the game. Let's be honest. It comes down to the final round versus Brad and CT. Uh, Brad versus CT, I should say, for the men, which is a absolute barn burner. They're knocking each other down. They're absolutely messing each other up. Brad gets the win, which is a classic moment and so great for Brad. He only has the one challenge win, but this one, honestly, one-on-one -on -one roller derby versus CT for a BMW motorcycle, and he comes out on top. That's its own challenge championship. Give the man two championships in his challenge career. The whole thing's amazing, and it's also a great callback to another challenge that may or may not be coming up on this list in a little bit, but for now, roller derby from the duel, that's number eight. Coming in at number seven, back to the water, sunken treasure, also from the duel. Notice anything? The duel's a pretty great season, huh? Episode number 13 of the duel, to be exact, 
In male-female pairs, they partnered up for this one, one team at a time. Each partner must swim down into a deep water tank inside an oxygen cage. It was a big pool. There was a little cage thing, you know, upside down, circle, whatever you want to call it, oxygen chamber down about halfway down in the middle that you could pop your head into and then you could breathe, where players could catch their breath. Only one partner at a time is allowed to swim further down towards an anchor that has three four-digit codes that a player must relay back to his or her partner, memorize the numbers that are needed to unlock three locks to a treasure chest at the bottom of the tank. Like the anchor, only one partner at a time is allowed to swim towards the treasure chest. All Once all three locks to the treasure chest are unlocked, a soccer ball attached to a flag will float to the water surface. The team is disqualified if both partners swim down towards the anchor. That's the uh, detailed overage of what they had to do here. Four teams left at this point. Three of them can't get it done. Only one does because it's super hard. Wes and Svetlana, the only ones that do it, and uh, super impactful for them. It sets up one. Svetlana wins the BMW motorcycle. This is the daily challenge where the women get to play for the BMW motorcycle, where the men got to do it on the roller derby our previous entry on this top 20 list. Wes also gets to set up the Evan versus CT elimination that he has really wanted to cause. And also Evan planned with them, but then gets mad about after it actually comes to fruition. That's a whole thing. The oxygen cell concept is just what gets us onto the list. It's so cool for me. My personal favorite of it, which isn't eligible because it comes in a later season, I believe it's on Bloodlines or X's too. No, I think it's for sure Bloodlines is when they're out in the ocean and they swim to four different tanks under the water and partners and Johnny bananas and Abram have to go together. And so the two of them are 20 feet down in the ocean in a little tank together. They, it, it's just a great, great moment and incredible uh, daily challenge that certainly will be making the greatest of all time list. Whenever we get to the greatest of all time, all seasons list. But for now, this oxygen cell from sunken treasure, the duel comes in at number seven. And then to number six, our first a, Everything else to this point, B plus, and then we did some A minuses there. This is a difference between seven to six. We go from A minus to A. There was six of them, six out of 229, that get a full-blown A rating, which means one of those six couldn't quite make the top five. And we had to go with the one to come in number six. Still an incredible accomplishment, but when I frame it the way I just framed it, it doesn't sound as good. So back to making it sound good. Amazing. Sixth out of 229. Pop culture, bike jump, battle of the sexes too. Hey, something cool happened on that season. That's nice. Episode 11 to be exact. This one, it's trivia. If you get your trivia question wrong, you get zero points for your team. If you get it right, you can pick the ramp you want to jump a bike off of. There's an 8-foot ramp, an 11-foot ramp, a 14-foot ramp. If you jumped off the 8-foot, one point. 11-foot, two points. 14-foot, three points. So get it right. Do the jump. Earn some points for your team. It was incredible, except for the fact that TJ Lavin nor Dave Mira were there as hosts that season, which is a travesty. Bring this daily challenge back. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Let TJ Lavin host BMX riding trivia. How can this not be something that TJ came up with himself? You got to let the guy do it. Um, this is one of the only times the whole season the women win, which is fun. Uh, the questions and some of the answers are absolutely hilarious. My personal favorite being one Theo Vaughn trying to remember the words to a certain song. All right, Theo, Evie, they're both taking a question, and here it is. In Khalees' song, Milkshake, her milkshake brings what to the what? Being a girl, I obviously know the words to this song. All right, show me your answers. Yeah! 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 Yeah!
hell can you not know it's yard? Idiot. Brings all the boys to the yard, not the bar, Theo. I love you so much, Theo. Please do All-Stars. Talk about the challenge. Some Just sometime reference the fact that you were on one of the coolest shows in the history of the world and you were one of the coolest people on it. Anyways, I digress. Pop culture bike jump. Really, really love it. Trivia, of course, always wonderful. This was one of the coolest versions of it. And again, bring it back. Let TJ host this, please. And then there were five, and these ones I feel like are unassailable. You can hit me up at Challenger Story on Instagram if you think that I completely and utterly whiffed on a daily challenge that should have been on this top 20 list, or if you heard one of them and you're like, you know what, that was great, you're right, but you weren't right enough, it should have been even higher, it should have been number one. I want to hear from you, you let me know, but... Honestly, while there's some debate on everything we've talked about thus far to some degree for me, these top five feel unassailable. I could have named these ones without even looking back at my list. I knew these were going to come in near the top and near the top they did at the top they did. They are the top. They are the five best out of the first 20 seasons, the first 229 daily challenges. Let's talk about them. Number five, the best trivia we've had in the first 20 seasons, also happened to be the first trivia we ever had. Sidekick Showdown, Battle of the Seasons, Episode 12, a full-blown A. Honestly, these top five could basically be A-pluses. I don't know what's supposed to be better than any of these, but they all get an A. Sidekick Showdown, newlywed-style partners must match answers to each other, trivia-style game, treated as if it truly was like an episode of the newlyweds old school 70s like trivia game show right down to Mark and Eric as host going all out on the hosting gig being absolutely hilarious everyone's having a great time the questions are hilarious and surprisingly age pretty well like you would assume this was in like 2004 whatever 2003 no what challenge 2000 was in 2000 Stream Challenge 2001. So this was 2001, 2002 at worst. Uh, and uh, surprisingly ages pretty well. Nothing super gross looking back, anything like that. Everyone wants to have sex with Timmy, though. I will say that. He's the hot answer for that particular question. Miz and Coral have a real moment, and it's Miz and Coral season one, so that matters in a big way. And guess what? It turns out if you do fun lighthearted trivia about partners and you let you drink during it and you treat it like you're on some 70s era game show everyone has a great time including the audience i love this one so much i would just go back and watch this daily challenge just for fun any old time i need a little video to pull up and burn you know 10 12 minutes of my day sidekick showdown number five number four here is the duel once again with whatever. How many entrants was this on this list? Is this the final one? Yes, yeah, the final one, but it's when what? One, two, three. How many were there? Scrolling through a list is such good podcast content. I'm so good at this. Four plus one in the honorable mention. It had five of the top 25. Damn. I don't know if you all listened last Friday, but there's a reason more than just CT and DM that the duel is the best season of the first 20 seasons. But back to the list that is today, number four, the final entrant from the duel on this list of the best daily challenges from the first 20 season is Ring Toss, the duel episode two. Of course, this is DM's big moment. DM taking off the wig. This is uh, the second on this list that really makes this list based on one big moment, except the moment was the whole damn thing. 
to recap what they actually did, there's 20 poles located on the ends of a waist-deep mud pit, 10 different colored poles on each side. One side, each pole contains six rings of a particular color, played in separate male and female heats. Each player races from one end of the mud pit to the other, grabs a ring of an opponent's color, places that ring on an opponent's pole. The goal is to eliminate an opponent by placing six rings around their pole. Last player standing from each heat wins. So is one of them good old classic put strikes on opponents in an individual game type of games, which are always great. The men's side, super competitive, super fun on its own is a very solid, very good daily challenge. My guy Tyler gets some shine before they realize he's going to win, so they all get him out because he's a rookie. Anyways, it's all about DM. Uh, DM coming off her first bout of cancer treatment, wearing the wig, hasn't had to take it off yet, has to get in the water for this episode. All the other women realize what's going on. They ask for the caps. It's really sweet. Everyone's you know super supportive. And then she goes out and freaking wins it. Not just is it overcoming all that, you know, the fear and the anxiety and the moment that it was for her, but then she freaking performs her ass off and dominates and wins. And uh, it's just all amazing. And then if you even want to tack on at the end of this, the moment is slightly ruined, although it's kind of two separate moments, I like to think. Tina punches Beth at the end of this whole thing and the aftermath of this daily challenge. So yeah, it's a memorable one to say the least. Ring toss comes in at number four. Now top three. Remember earlier when we talked about roller derby? Well, guess what? We're going to talk about roller derby again because that's what number three is, roller derby. But this time, the first one, not just the first roller derby, the first daily challenge from Real World Road Rules Challenge, episode one. Again, I don't count the Road Rules All-Stars. Those were true missions. Those were true. It's a Road Rules season. Those were missions. They might have said the word mission for a few more seasons, but Daily challenges, in my mind, my estimation, I could be wrong. It's all very subjective, but started in season two because you at least had two teams competing against each other, not just one team trying to complete something. I digress. In my mind, the first ever daily challenge is the third best daily challenge out of the first 229 in the first 20 seasons. Roller derby. It's straight up roller derby. It's not an individual thing like the one in the duel that we've already talked about. It's roller derby, like the real sport. If you don't know, the real sport is in teams. You do certain laps around a little track on roller skates, and you basically fight the whole time. You're trying to get a specific person to beat everyone else around the track. The rest of the team is basically fucking each other up to stop the other team, and they're one specific person. And I don't know the exact rules other than that. It's like football, rugby, or whatever, but like on skates, and it's also NASCAR, but just you on skates. And you can do anything you want. It's insane. It's crazy. Uh, They get a little practice time before they go at it in a real match in front of a real live audience. One team has a coach named Icebox, who is an absolute tank of a man. It's insane. It's incredible. It's brutal. Beth gets hurt, which has major consequences for the the next half of the season, like the next five episodes of the season where she can't compete in stuff, subs, or doesn't want to compete in some stuff. Road Rules gets the win behind Ronnie, Keefla, and Mark, who all hold it down. And remember that I just said Ronnie really was the deciding factor in this one because that theme will come up here again in a moment. But Roller Derby, the first ever daily challenge in my mind, is also the third best ever of the first 20 seasons. And then number two, these top two. Man, these top two are good. Holy cow, they are good. Number two, Redneck Games, The Challenge 2000, Episode 5. I believe I have called this the best ever before, but I've also called the one that I got number one here the best ever. So one of them is the best ever. They might as well both be the best ever. Redneck Games is number two. It's the most fun and funniest 
ever. I think I said that on the hot challenge, 100 takes for the 100th episode. The teams, two teams competed in a series of events at the actual annual Redneck Games Festival. I think it was somewhere in Kentucky. That just kind of sounds right. I think that's actually where it was, though. They had four different competitions they partook in to accrue points. Catching greased pigs, pie-eating contest, bobbing for pig's feet in a mud pit belly flop competition for the ages. Score points along the way based on performance. Total points at the end wins. It's iconic. It's iconic. It's so great. It's so wonderful. I talked about it a lot when we did that season's podcast. I talked about it a lot at length when I interviewed Dan Setzler. If you haven't ever listened to that, go back and listen to that. Specifically, these parts, he breaks down all of Rednecks games really, really well, specifically the Mud Pit Belly Flop Contest. It's a real actual festival. These people already get hyped for this thing before reality stars and cameras show up. Then they got real hyped for it. Tech is an absolute star. Everyone's chanting his name. Veronica's perfect belly flop, among others. There's a few perfect belly flops. I love Dan's as well. I love Yes's, but Veronica's is just mm, 10 out of 10. Perfect belly flop. There's a major controversy during the pie-eating contest. Like, real, like, people getting mad at the judges over one team possibly maybe scooting that pie off their table. So, you know, a little cheating there from the road rules side. The hosts of each of the events are hilarious. This whole thing's the best. I love it so much. It was so fun. It was so lighthearted, but it also turned super competitive. And, yeah, this is another one where... I just get so happy. If I just need to cheer myself up ever someday, I'm like, mm, that's a good little eight-minute video I could watch. Let's just go back and pull up Redneck Games from the Challenge 2000, the second best daily challenge of all time so far. And then we get to number one, the best of the best of the best. That would be no surprises here if you've listened if you listen to this particular seasons, if you listen to the 100 takes for the 100th podcast episode, if you've followed me on Instagram, where I don't post nearly as much as I should, but I have posted about this twice in uh, the history of this podcast and the Instagram account, the number one best daily challenge in the first 20 seasons is Red Baron from The Gauntlet, episode eight. It is an A+. It's an A+. What could be better than this? Each cast member rides in a plane with a co-pilot and does one-on-one dogfighting matches up in the sky with a cast member from the opposite team. The first to fake shoot their opponent out of the sky wins the round, getting a point for their team. Team with the most point wins. It's fucking dogfighting. Like, they do actual Top Gun-style dogfights in the air. And when... I covered this on this season. I talked about having remembered hearing The Miz way long ago talk about on a podcast this very challenge and the fact that they did, in fact, fly the planes. Like, they had real control over those planes when they were in the air. And when I then posted about this, Ronnie chimed in, who, by the way, gets the win for road rules in this challenge as the final one. It comes down to the last one-on-one matchup. Ronnie takes down Norm for the win for her team. So as I referenced earlier, you want to win one of the best daily challenges of all time, you get Ronnie on your team. And she confirmed on my Instagram, uh, she commented about this, that yes, in fact, the co-pilot did the taking off and the landing. Once they were up in the air, the cast members had legit control of this plane. They legitimately were flying this plane. If something was not going the way it needed to, the co-pilot, you know, could adjust and be like, hey, let's not head towards the ground. Let's stay up here in the air. That's a good thing. But the cast members did real dogfighting. They really got to chase each other around in the sky, try to get the other one in their sights, and then do the little guns, guns, guns. Fake smoke came out of the plane, signaling to those on the ground who had won the round. 
it's incredible. It's memorable. It's amazing. It's one of those, one of the biggest things with daily challenges that I haven't even mentioned up to this point is the, I wish I could do that factor. Like all of us sitting at home, wish we got to do this crazy cool stuff that all these people get to do. It's why we hear cast members over and over say, why do I come back and do these things? Because we get to do all this crazy stuff that I would never get to do anywhere else in the world. So it checks all of the possible boxes. It's exhilarating. It's visually stunning. It's crazy and wild. It's memorable. It's amazing. I wish I could do it. And it's super competitive. It's back and forth the whole way through. And again, Ronnie takes down Norm for the Road Rules win. Red Baron, The Gauntlet, Episode 8. That is the best daily challenge of the first 229 daily challenges, a.k.a. the first 20 seasons. And with that, we have done it. Top 20 plus five honorable mention daily challenges of the first 20 seasons. It's in the books. Thank you so much for being here. Come back Friday for the top 20 eliminations of the first 20 seasons of this show. And again, if you'd like to win an autograph challenge mania laugh poster from this past week in the first ever challenge mania laugh signed by the likes of Sarah Rice, Susie Meister, Polly Calafiori, Steve Mankey, Dan Walsh, Tech Homes. If you want one of those, go to my Instagram, learn the rules, or listen right here and now because you're already on a Spotify or an Apple podcast or a YouTube, one of the podcast players of your choice. Leave a comment, or not a comment, leave a review or a rating. Five stars preferably. That would probably do better to get you entered into this particular contest. But leave a rating on the podcast on any platform, screenshot it, DM it to me on Instagram, and you will be entered to win. You have up until this Friday when I will take everyone who has entered. I will draw a winner. I will contact them. I will give them 24 hours to contact me back before picking a second person, and maybe they get to have it, but I will mail it to you free of cost. All you have to do, leave a five-star rating or review on one of the podcast networks, platforms, whatever you want to call them screenshot dm it to me and that poster signed by all those wonderful people can be yours thank you so much for being here and listening ride or dies wednesday night come back for that until we talk again peace Hey, listener, Miles here from ACAST. Thanks for listening to one of our shows. Here's a question for you. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? We believe that everybody has a story to tell. So whatever you love talking about, we know there are listeners out there who will love to hear it. Whether you're an armchair expert or a couple of friends who love to spill the tea, maybe you simply want to speak your mind. Start sharing your story with a podcast. With ACAST, it couldn't be easier to get started. You can record and edit, grow, and make money across all listening apps, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Get started with a three-month free trial of our paid plan using the promo code START. Just visit go.acast.com slash start. ACAST, we're the home of podcasting.